that God has made especially for us, and we're looking at the book of Acts, chapter 12, verses 20 through 24. Here we're looking at, are we like the people, or are we like the word? I mean, are, are we like the people, or are we like heard, or are we going to spread the word? We're looking at those three possibilities today, and we got here in this story, we're talking about Herod. Uh, He's made himself great. I mean, he's built himself up. He's trying to get rid of the, the Christians. Prior to this scripture, he, he killed James, had him killed, and now he's put Peter in prison. And so he's trying to build himself up in every possible way. So let's look at Acts chapter 12, verses 20 through 24. Sometimes you have to have glasses. Now Herod had been very angry with the people of Tyre and Sodom, but they came to him with one accord, having made Blastus the king's personal aide their friend. They asked for peace because their country was supplied with food by the king's country. So on a certain day Herod, arrayed in royal apparel, sat on his throne and gave an oration to them. And the people kept shouting, The voice of a God and not of a man. And immediately an angel of the Lord struck him because he did not give glory to God. And he was eaten by worms and died. But the word of God grew and multiplied. Exciting story. Hmm. Always One I've always wanted to preach on. Not, but anyway. <laughs> but anyway, we have here the Word of God. The Word of God always speaks to us. It's just not a story in the book of Acts. It has something to say to us. And that's what I want to bring out today. We're looking at the fact that we have a, a country that uh, people that are depending upon Herod to supply their needs and everything. And we're looking at the fact that Herod is building himself up making himself look good. But at the same time, God's ultimate purpose for the church is what? To spread the Word of God. So we're looking at the three actions that occur within this story. First of all, the people. They were looking to, to Herod, which represents the government, to supply their needs. Does that sound familiar? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Yes. Uh, we want the government to make sure that we have everything we need. Uh, we don't have to work. We can just go get the government to give us uh, unemployment. It will give us a stimulus check or give us this, that, and the other and uh, supply us with food. We've got people that will give us, you know, go drive up in our fancy car and, and get a bucket of food, you know. And I've seen that on TV. So we are asking other people to help us. We're not looking out for ourselves. We're not asking God to do anything. We just say, uh, the government's going to take care of us. So, where, where do you get your need met? What's going to happen when you have a need? And uh, Israel is always seeming to look to somebody. 
somebody else other than God. Uh, Israel, if we're going to turn over to Exodus chapter 16, and Israel had been set free. You would think somebody had been set free, seen mighty miracles take place, that they would turn to God for everything they needed. Not, that didn't happen. Acts chapter, I mean, Exodus chapter 16, verses 1 through 8. And they journeyed from Elam, and all the congregation of the children of Israel came to the wilderness of Sin, which is between Elam and Sinai, on the fifteenth day of the second month after they departed from the land of Egypt. And the whole congregation of the children of Israel complained. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I have to laugh at that. Here I am saved. I am set free from bondage. And now I'm complaining. I, I think, just like this morning, I thank Jesus that He set me free from the bondage of sin, from the bondage of, of this world. And I celebrate that, but they weren't doing that. They were complaining against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. It's always complaining against ones that are leading them. And so the children of Israel said to them, Oh, that we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt. When, when we sat by the pots of meat and when we ate bread to full, uh, for you have brought us out into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. You know, we could have stayed in the world and had everything we needed. The government of Egypt would have supplied everything we needed. We just worked hard and we got everything. We got housing. I mean, we got... Everything going on fine with us. Now you put us out here in this wilderness and we don't have any food. See, not, they're not celebrating the fact that they're not under bondage anymore. They're concerned about their physical needs. Well, I'm hungry. So the Lord said to Moses, Behold, I will rain bread from heaven for you and the people shall go out and gather a certain quota every day and that I may test them whether they will walk in my law or not, whether they're going to walk according to what I want them to do or they're going to walk according to what they want. That's what he's trying to... Is that what God does with us? <laughs> yes, he does. He puts us, allows us to go through tests at times to see are we going to trust him or are we going to depend upon ourselves. And it shall be on the sixth day that they will prepare that they bring in and it, it shall be twice as much as they gather daily. And Moses and Aaron said to all the children of Israel, At evening you shall know the Lord has brought you out of the land of Egypt. And in the morning you shall see the glory of the Lord, and for he hears your complaints against the Lord. But what are we that complain against us? And Moses said, This shall be when the Lord gives you meat to eat in the evening and in the morning bread to, full, to be full. For the Lord hears your complaints which you make against Him. And what are we? Your complaints are not against us, but against God. So when we complain, we're complaining against God because you see, our complaints say, we don't trust God. We're not trusting God. Why? Well, God said in, in Philippians 4.19, He said, but Paul said, 
my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. So if we're complaining we don't have our needs met, then we're saying that God's not going to supply our need. We're not trusting him to do it according to his riches, not according to what the government has. We have to keep our eyes off of ourselves. So, what must be God's way to have our need met? He, you know, he automatically supplied it to them, but he wants us to live a life of faith to trust him in a way by which we can obtain what we need for our lives. So he tells us how to do that. In Luke chapter 6, verse 38, what does he say? Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, shall men give into your bosom. So he says, now, I want you to give, and whatever you need is going to be given back to you. Well, I don't, I can't, I, I, I just don't have it to give. You got a penny? You got yourself? Give yourself. Give. It says over in, um, in, in, in Malachi 3, 10, and 11, it said, Bring the tithes and offerings into the storehouse and test me. Oh, well, here, here God was testing the people in, in Exodus. Now God's saying, Now I want you to test me. And now you bring what your tithes and offerings into the storehouse. The storehouse is where you get fed the Word of God. And when you do, He's going to open up the windows of heaven and pour out blessings upon you. You not have room enough to handle them all. You can do that. I had to. I did that when I had four kids and making twelve thousand dollars a year. Does not work to tithe. Yes, it does. You can't afford not to tithe. You're robbing God when you do that. Well, I don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah. Well, give, give to God. And test them. See, if, then you'll have more than that. And I tell you, over the years, I've had more than enough. I well, what's the what's the ultimate principle here? The ultimate principle is Matthew six thirty three: Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. Then all the things that you need, whether you're food or clothing or shelter or whatever, will be added to you. So seek. His kingdom. Seek His way. Seek, live in the kingdom of God. What's going on in the world today, that's up and down. You don't know what's happening. You don't know what's going to be the result. And I'm encouraging people to realize that we're citizens of the kingdom of God and we're to live according to the kingdom principles and the world can't affect us because the world doesn't supply my need. God does. So that's what we've got to realize the people were depending upon the government. Uh, are you doing that? Oh, mercy. Well, let's, let's, uh, let's, let's continue going on here. Let's change the subject a little bit here and go on to Herod. Uh, yeah, Herod, he was a great guy. I mean, he was looked upon and very popular, you know, with the people. I mean, he was in charge. I mean, he, he did it. He did everything right in his eyes, and he put himself on a pedestal, and he dressed himself up. Remember, he dressed himself up, arrayed with royal apparel, and sat on the throne. Said, "Look at me, look what I've done." 
You see, the problem here is pride. Mm. Oh, mercy. Pride. Harry was proud of what he had done. Uh, take note. I, look at me because I've got it. I've got it going. Hallelujah. So pride. Well, what does the Scripture say about that? Uh, Jesus says over in Matthew chapter 6, verses 4 through 6, Let's start with verse 3. But when you do a charitable deed, do not let the left hand know what the right hand is doing, that your charitable deed may be done in secret. Your Father who sees in secret will Himself reward you openly. And when you pray, shall not like the Hebrews, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street on the corners of the streets that they may be seen and heard. And surely I say to you, they have their reward. But when you pray, go into the room, in a quiet room now, and when you shut the door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Because they love to come and pray and say some excellent words. and Man, it looked like they knew something. That they were getting in touch with God. And when... Yeah, I want to give so that I can, uh, hey, look what I'm doing. Look what I, does the church do that today? Mm, Come on now. Oh, watch out. You're stepping on toes here. But we kind of do that. We want to make sure that people know that we're giving. We're doing what God wants us to do. And we're going to give to this organization, to that organization. Uh, are you going around telling people, hey, I give to Rick Bonfield Ministries? <laughs> well, you've got your reward already. Are you giving where people don't know where you're giving? And you'll be blessed because what you do in secret, God blesses you openly. Hallelujah. So let's look at the Proverbs about this pride thing. Oh, that's a big one. Uh, Proverbs chapter 29, verse 23. A man's pride will bring him low, but the humble in spirit will retain honor. See, if you walk in pride and look at me, what I've done, it's going to tear you down. All right, now, let's look at uh, Proverbs chapter 18. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 12. Before destruction, the heart of a man is hardy, and before honor is humility. Before destruction, the heart of a man is hardy. What does that mean? A man has a proud heart. In other words, if you're walking in pride, you're leading yourself into destruction. Because God is going to make sure that you come low to where you have to depend on Him and depend on Him, and depend on Him. Proverbs chapter 21, verse 4. A hearty look, a proud look, a proud heart, and the plowing of the wicked are sin. Yeah. Pride is a sin. Sin against who? Sin against you and against God. 
It's destroying you. It's hurting you. So therefore, how then do we humble ourselves so that we don't walk in this pride? Well, first of all, you've got to take your focus off of yourself and put it on Jesus. Put it on what He's done for you. He's done it all. If you're going to be humble before God, get your eyes off of self. Don't look at trying to puff yourself up, trying to make sure that people recognize what you're doing, but get your eyes on Jesus as to what He has done and what He is doing. Because He wants to be edified. He wants to be glorified. He wants to be lifted up. When you walk in pride, you're lifting yourself up. Mm. And you're not lifting up Jesus. So take your eyes off of self and put it on to Jesus. Second of all, to humble yourself, you need to confess your sin. Uh-huh. Oh, God, forgive me. Forgive me, Father, for making myself in a prideful manner and wanting people to notice me. Forgive me, Father, for sinning against you and walking in this pride issue. Oh, God, you get me to the point where I am humble before you. Holy Spirit, I need your help. Confess your sin. You can't do it alone. You can't do it alone. You must walk in the power of the Holy Spirit to keep you from pride. The devil tried to tempt Jesus with pride, didn't he? Yeah. Listen, you. Uh, <coughs> uh, listen, uh, listen. All these uh, kingdoms up here, I own, and I'll, I'll give them to you. Or listen. Uh, you, uh, you throw yourself down here. I know who you are, and the angels will save you. Jesus didn't fall prey to pride whatsoever. No, that's the devil's way. God's way is to humble yourself. So, take your eyes off of self, put them on to Jesus, confess your sins, and then 1 Peter chapter 5. 1 Peter chapter 5. Mm-hmm. Isn't it nice to get into the Word of God? Yeah. That's the only place to be. Better than sitting and watching the news. Anyway, that's another story. But First Peter chapter 5, verses 6 and following. Therefore, uh, well, let me go to verse 5. Likewise, you younger people, submit yourself to your elders. Yes, all of you who are submissive to one another... And be clothed with humility. Wouldn't it be nice with all the people that are young today would come to the elders and say, I need your help. Would you help me to grow in the Lord? Rather than getting out on the streets and trying to protest and trying to cause trouble to get what they want. Just come to someone who's been through it and knows what they're doing and knows how to walk with God. For God resists the proud... And gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that He may exalt you in due time. See, you give yourself to God, you put yourself under His authority, under His ways, and He's going to exalt you. You don't have to worry about being exalted. Yeah, if He wants you to be on TV, He'll put you on TV. Uh, he hadn't done that with me. And I'm still asking. No, I'm not asking him to do that. 
I just want to serve him, and, and he'll exalt you wherever, whatever he wants in your life. He, he will make sure it comes to pass. Casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Uh, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he devour. How is that in the con- what in the context? That's in the context of being proud. Mm. He's ready. You start walking in pride. He's got you. He's ready to attack. He's ready to destroy you. He's ready to come in and mess up your life. But humble yourself before God, and He will exalt you in due time. So. Humble yourself, yes. Eyes on Jesus. Confess your sins. And put yourself under the hand of God. Let Him have your way, His way in your life. And He will lift you up. Hallelujah. Well, so, you want to be like the people? Or you want to be like Herod? <laughs> well, what about, this, what about the last one? It said something else there. It didn't end with that, did it? It said, what else did it say? It said in verse 24, but the Word of God grew and multiplied. Uh, are we going to be in that part where we're going to walk out the mission for the church? That's the mission of the church. The mission of the church is not to have projects to lift themselves up. The mission of the church is to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ and to bring people into the kingdom of God and minister to them. You know, the mission of the the church is not to get to the place where it depends upon the riches of the world to survive. Mm. Oh. The church should not be in a prideful mood. Look at, look what we're doing. Look, look. We we are ministered here in this ministry. We're supporting this ministry. I mean, we're doing all this good and everything. Uh, as a matter of fact, we reported it all to the Methodist Church, what we did. <laughs> That's what we have to do every year. What did you do at the church? Well, let me tell you what we did. Well, I, I sometimes I just wish that we just go, well, we did whatever God wanted us to do, and that's it. <laughs> and leave it like that. God knows what we did. <laughs> He'll reward us accordingly. So what is our what is our mission? Jesus said it in the last verses of Matthew. He said, Now I want you to go and what? Make disciples, teaching them to deserve all things that I've commanded you to do. That's what the mission is. So we're to go and spread the word so that people can come in, we can disciple them. And help them then to go out. That's what the mission of the church, that's what our mission is personally. So what do you do when you go in? I went into the, uh, had my eyes examined yesterday. I still got some gook over, that's what they call it, gook over here in this eye. They're going to clean out. And uh, the lady standing at the door, you know, took my temperature and everything. And uh, asked me how I'm doing. I said, you had any problems? I said, no. I said, Jesus is keeping me healthy. And she said, what? I said, yeah, Jesus is keeping me healthy. How about you? So, you know, I'm trying to help people to know Jesus. It's just a little thing here or there. 
Whatever it takes. Spread the word of God. So here's what I want you to consider today for yourself. Are you like the people? I've got to depend upon the government. I mean, I'm going to, this is the time of the year. I need to fill out my taxes and make sure that I get my refund because, you know, I've been doing all this and I need the money back from the government. And i got to have that. And I've got to make sure that I can get all the benefits I can out of the government. Or are you depending upon God to supply your need? God, I'm going to put into your kingdom, I'm going to put myself, my resources, the money that you've given me, everything is yours. I'm putting it in for the kingdom of God work, and I'm believing for you to supply all my need. So, are you going to be like the people, or are you going to trust God? How about her? Are you going to be like him? Oh, I have a hard time with this sometimes. I want to tell people what I'm doing. You know that is. You know I've been doing this. You know I've been helping people with that, and I've been accomplishing this. And boy, you have to stop. With yet the flesh rises up, and you want to be like Herod and get that pride and let people congratulate you. Hey, you're looking good. You're doing good things for the Lord, aren't you? Well, God's the only one that needs to know. He knows what I'm doing, and He's going to give me what I need. So I don't need to go forth in the area of pride. Now, you can be like the people or herd, or you're going to be like the Scripture says, then the Word of God multiplied and was spread throughout. Well, that's our, that's our goal. We're going to go and spread the Word of Jesus Christ for the glory of God. You make your decision today. And that will be the decision that will, you will live with and the Holy Spirit will help you to overcome anything that's not of God. So let me pray for you today. Father, what a joy it is to come and to look at the Word of God. I didn't know that was trying to speak to me. But it spoke to me today. And I pray in the name of Jesus that you are not like people. You are not like the herd. You are like the, the gospel. You are like the disciples. You like to spread the word of God. So go forth in the power of the Holy Spirit, getting out of pride, getting out of what you think you need from the government, and let God take over your life completely. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. To every generation, He gives the joy of His salvation. Oh, God's mercy so amazes me. As I watch the world around me, I can see His from the seed of Abraham. And led them through the wilderness. Into the promised land In boundless love and mercy He gave His only Son Who became the sacrifice For everyone Oh God's mercy So amazes me Oh God's mercy 
so amazing to me.